This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ted DeLorme in Fort Mill, South Carolina, during June 2006. The Canterbury Tales by Geoffrey Chaucer. Edited by D. Lang Purvis. This reading is based on the book The Canterbury Tales and Other Poems. The original text contains poems by Chaucer and a lot of notes and explanations by the editor. To view these, please click on the Gutenberg e-text link on the LibriVox catalog page of the Canterbury Tales. And now we continue with the Knight's Tale, Part 2. I trow men would deem it negligence if I forgot to tell the dispense of Theseus that went so busily to making up the list royally that such a noble theatre as it was, I dare well say in all this world there nares. The circuit a mile was about, walled of stone, and ditched all without. Round was the shape in manner of compass, full of degrees, the height of sixty pass, that when a man was set on one degree, he let it not his fellow for to see. Eastward there stood a gate of marble white, westward right such another opposite, and shortly to conclude such a place was never on earth made in so little space, for in the land there was no craftsman that geometry or arsymmetrica can, nor portrayer, nor carver of images, that Theseus ne'er gave him meat and wages, the theatre to make and to devise. And for to do his rite and sacrifice, he eastward hath upon the gate above, in worship of Venus, goddess of love, done make an altar and an oratory, and westward in the mind and in memory of Mars he maked hath right such another, that cost largely of gold a father, and northward in a turret on the wall of alabaster white and red coral, an oratory rich for to see, in worship of Diane of chastity, hath Theseus done work in noble wise. But yet had I forgotten to devise the noble carving and the portraitures, the shape, the countenance of the figures that weren in their oratories three. First, in the temple of Venus mayst thou see, wrought on the wall, full piteous to behold, the broken sleeps and the seekest cold, the sacred tears and the waymentings, the fiery strokes of the desirings that love's servants in this life endure, the oaths that their covenants assure, pleasance and hope, desire, foolhardiness, beauty and youth and baldry and riches, charms and sorcery, leasings and flattery, dispense, business and jealousy, that wore of yellow goldus a garland, and had a cuckoo sitting on her hand. 
feasts, instruments, and carols, and dances, lust and array, and all the circumstances of love, which I reckoned and reckon shall, in order, were painted on the wall. And more than I can make of mention, for soothly all the mount of Scytheron, where Venus hath her principal dwelling, was showed on the wall in portraying, with all the garden and the lustiness, nor was forgot the porter idleness, nor Narcissus the fair of Yoragon, nor yet the folly of King Solomon, nor yet the great strength of Hercules, the enchantments of Medea and Circes, nor of Turnus the hardy fierce courage, the rich Croesus, caitiff in servage, Thus may ye see that wisdom nor riches, beauty nor slight nor strength nor hardiness, nay may with Venus hold Champati, for as her list the world may she guide. Lo, all these folks so caught were in her lass, till they for woe full often said, Alas, suffice these ensamples one or two, although I could reckon a thousand more. The statue of Venus, glorious to see, was naked floating in the large sea, and from the navel down all covered was with wave as green and bright as any glass. A sitole in her right hand had she, and on her head full seemly for to see a rose-garland fresh and well-smelling. Above her head, her doves flickering, before her stood her son Cupido. Upon his shoulders wingers had he too, and blind he was, as it is often seen. A bow he bare, and arrows bright and keen. Why should I not as well he could tell you all the portraiture that was upon the wall, within the temple of mighty Mars the Red? All painted was the wall in length and bread, like to the estress of the grisly place that hight the great temple of Mars in Thrace, in thilke gold and frosty region. There, as Mars had his sovereign mansion, in which there dwelled neither man nor beast, with knotty, gnarry, barren trees old, of stubs sharp and hideous to behold, in which there ran a rumble and a saw, as though a storm should burst in every bough, and downward from an hill under a bent there stood the temple of Mars omnipotent, wrought all of burnished steel, of which the entry was long and straight, and ghastly for to see. And thereout came a rage, and such a vice, that it made all the gates for to rise. The northern light in at the door shone, for window on the wall was there none, through which men mightn't any light discern. The doors were all of adamant turn, it clenched overthwart and end along, with iron tough, and for to make it strong, 
every pillar the temple to sustain was ton great of iron bright and sheen there saw i first the dark imagining of felony and all the compassing the cruel ire as red as any gleed the pick-purse and eke the pallet red the smiler with the knife under the cloak the shepin burning with the blackest smoke the treason of the murdering in the bed the open war with wounders all be bled contake with bloody knife and sharp menace all full of chirking was that sorry place the slayer of himself there saw i there his hot blood had bathed all his hair the nail driven in the shod at night the cold death with mouth gaping upright amidst of the temple sat mischance with discomfort and sorry countenance eke saw i woodness laughing in his rage armed complaint outhes and fierce outrage the corain in the bush with throat a cove a thousand slain and not of quorum estove the tyrant with the prey by force ereft the town destroyed that there was nothing left yet saw i burnt the ship's hopstairs the hunter strangled with the wild bears the sow freighting the child right in the cradle the cook scalded for all his long ladle nor was forgot by the infortune of mart the carter overridden with his cart under the wheel full low he lay adown there were also of mars division the armourer the bowyer and the smith that forgeth sharp sword is on his stith and all above depainted in a tower saw i conquest sitting in great honour with thilke sharp sword over his head hanging by a subtle etwined thread painted the slaughter was of julius of cruel nero and antonius although at that time they were yet unborn yet was their death depainted there before by menacing of mars right by figure so was it showed in that portraiture as is depainted in the stars above who shall be slain or else dead for love sufficeth one in sample in stories old i may not reckon them all though i would the statue of mars upon a cart stood armed and looked grim as he were wood and over his head there shone two figures of stars that be clept in scriptures that one puella that other rubius this god of arms was arrayed thus a wolf there stood before him at his feet with iron red and of a man he eat 
with subtle pencil painted was this story in redoubting of mars and of his glory now to the temple of Dian the chaste as shortly as i can i will me haste to tell you all the description depainted be the walls up and down of hunting and of shamefast chastity there saw i how woeful callistope when that diana grieved was with her was turned from a woman to a bear and after was she made the lodestar thus was it painted i can say no far her son is eke a star as men may see there saw i dane turned into a tree i mean not the goddess diane but peneus daughter which that height dane there saw i acteon and heart emaked for vengeance that he saw diane all naked i saw how that his hounders have him caught and threaten him for that they knew him not yet painted was a little farther more how atalanta hunted the wild boar and meliager and many other more for which diana wrought them care and woe there saw i many another wondrous story the which me list not drawn to memory this goddess on an art full high was set with small hounds all about her feet and underneath her feet she had a moon waxing it was and should wane soon in gaudy green her statue clothed was with bow in hand and arrows in a case her iron cast she full low adown where pluto hath his dark region a woman travailing was her beforn but for her child so long was unborn full piteously lucina gan she call and said help for thou mayst best of all well could he paint life-like that it wrought with many a florin he the hues had bought now be these listes made and theseus that at his great cost arrayed thus the temples and the theatre every deal when it was done him like it wonder well but stint i will of theseus alight and speak of palamon and of our sight the day approacheth of their returning that ever each an hundred knights should bring the battle to darain as i you told and to athens their covenant to hold hath ever each of them brought an hundred knights well armed for the war at all rights and sickerly there trowed many a man that never sithen that the world began for to speaken of knighthood of their hand as far as god hath maked sea and land was of so few so noble a company for every wight that loved chivalry and would his thanks have a passant name had prayed that he might be of that game and well was him that thereto chosen was for if there fell to-morrow such a case 
ye know well that every lusty knight that loveth paramour and hath his might were it in england or elsewhere they would their thanks willing to be there to fight for a lady benesit it were a lusty sight for to see and right so fared they with palamon with him there went knights many one some will be armed in an abergeon and in a breastplate and in a jipon some will have a pair of plates large and some will have a process shield or targe some will be armed on their leg as well some have an axe and some a mace of steel there is no new guise but it was old armed they weren as i have you told ever each after his opinion there mayst thou see coming with palamon lycurgus himself the great king of thrace black was his beard and manly was his face the circles of his iron in his head they glowed betwixt yellow and red like a griffin looked he about with kempt hair on his brow stout his limbs were great his bronze were hard and strong his shoulders broad his arms round and long and as the guise was in his country full high upon a car of gold he stood with four white bullets in the trace instead of coat armor on his harness with yellow nails and bright as any gold he had a bear's skin coal-black for old his long hair was a kempt behind his back as any raven's feather it shone for black a wreath of gold arm great of huge weight upon his head set full of stones bright of fine rubies and clear diamonds about his car there went white alarms twenty and more as great as any steer to hunt the lion or the wild bear and followed him with muzzle fast abound collars of gold and torrets filed around and hundred lords had he in his rout armed full well with heart stern and stout with arcite in stories as men find the great emetrius the king of ind upon a steed bay trapped in steel covered with cloth of gold diapered well came riding like the god of arms mars his coat armor was a cloth of tars couched with pearls white and round and great his saddle was of burnished gold new beat a mantlet on his shoulders hanging breadful of rubies red as fires sparkling his crisp hair like ringers was run and that was yellow glittering as the sun his nose was high his iron bright citrine his lips were round, his color was sanguine. A few of frackness in his face a sprint, Betwixt yellow and black some deal mint, And as a lion he his looking cast, A five and twenty year his age I cast, 
His beard was well begunnen for to spring. His voice was as a trumpet thundering. Upon his head he wore of laurel green a garland fresh and lusty to be seen. Upon his hand he bare, for his delight, an eagle tame as any lily white. An hundred lords had he with him there, all armed, save their heads in all their gear, full richly in all manner things. For trust ye well that earls, dukes, and kings were gathered in this noble company, for love and for increase of chivalry. About this king there ran on every part full many a tame lion and leopard, and in this wise these lordes all and some be on the Sunday to the city come, about a prime, and in the town alight, this Theseus, this duke, this worthy knight, when he had brought them into his city, and ended them, ever each at his degree, he feasteth them, and doth so great labor to ease in them, and do them all honor that yet men ween that no manis wit of none estate could amend in it. The minstrelsy, the service at the feast, the great gifts to the most and least, the rich array of Theseus's palace, nor who say to first or last upon the death, what ladies fairest be or best dancing, or which of them can carol best or sing, or who most feelingly speaketh of love, what hawk is sitting on the perch above, what hound is legging on the floor adown, of all this now I make no mention, but of the fact that thinketh me the best, now comes the point, and hearken if you lest. The Sunday night, ere day began to spring, when Palamon the larker heard a sing, although it were not day by hours too, yet sang the lark, and Palamon right though, with holy heart and with a high courage, arose to Wenden on his pilgrimage, unto the blissful Cythera benign, I mean Venus honourable, and dine, and in her hour he walketh forth apace unto the lists where her temple was, and down he kneeleth, and with humble cheer and heart sore he said, as ye shall hear, Fairest of fair, O lady mine of Venus, daughter to Jove and spouse of Vulcanus, Thou gladder of the mount of Citheron, For thilke love thou hadst to adorn, Have pity on my bitter tears smart, And take mine humble prayer to thine heart. Alas, I have no language to tell The effect nor the torment of mine hell. Mine heart may mine harm is not betray, I am so confused that I cannot say. But mercy, Lady Bright, that knowest well my thought, And seest what harm that I feel, Consider all this, and rue upon my sore, As wisely 
as I shall for evermore enforce my might, thy true servant to be, and hold a war alway with chastity. That make I mine avow, so ye me help. I keep not of arms for to yelp, nor ask I not to-morrow to have victory, nor renown in this case, nor vain glory, of prize of arms blowing up and down. But I would have fully possession of Emily, and die in her service. Find thou the manner how, and in what wise. I reckon not, but it may better be to have victory of them or they of me, so that I have my lady in mine arms. For though so be that Mars is god of arms, your virtue is so great in heaven above, that if you list, I shall well have my love. Thy temple will I worship evermore, and on thine altar where I ride or go, I will do sacrifice and fire's bait. And if ye will not so, my lady sweet, then I pray you, to-morrow with a spear that our sight me through the heart to bear. Then reck I not when I have lost my life, though that our sight to win her to his wife. This is the effect and the end of my prayer. Give me my love, thou blissful lady dear. When the orison was done of Palamon, his sacrifice he did, and that anon, full piteously with all the circumstances. All tell I not as now his observances, but at the last the statue of Venus shook and made a sign whereby that he took that his prayer accepted was that day. For though the sign showed a delay, yet wist he well that granted was his boon, and with glad heart he went him home full soon. The third hour unequal that Palamon began to Venus's temple for to gone, up rose the sun, and up rose Emily, and to the temple of Diane gone she. Her maidens, that she thither with her lad, the incense, the clothes, and the remnant all, that to the sacrifice belong shall. The horn is full of mead, as was the guise, there lacked naught to do her sacrifice. Smoking the temple full of clothes fair, this Emily with heart debonair, her body washed with water of a well, but how she did her right I dare not tell, but it be anything in general, and yet it were a game to hear in all. To him that meaneth well it were no charge, but it is good a man to be at large. Her bright hair combed was, untressed all, a coronet of green oak cereal, upon her head was set full fair and meet. Two fires on the altar gan she beat, and did her thingus as men may behold, in stace of Thebes, and these bookes old. When kindled was the fire, 
with piteous cheer. Unto Diane she spake, as ye may hear. O chaste goddess of the woodest green, To whom both heaven and earth and sea is seen, Queen of the realm of Pluto dark and low, Goddess of maidens that mine heart hast know Full many a year, and wast what I desire, to keep me from the vengeance of thine ire, that Actaeon abort cruelly. Chaste goddess, well wottest thou that I desire to be a maiden all my life, nor never will I be no love nor wife. I am, thou wast, yet of thy company a maid, and love hunting and venery, and for to walken in the woodest wild, and not to be a wife and be with child. Nought will I know the company of man. Now help me, lady, since ye may and can, for those three formers that thou hast in thee, and Palamon that hath such love to me, and Icarsite that loveth me so sore, this grace I pray thee without more, as send a love and peace betwixt them two, and from me turn away their heart is so, that all their hot love and their desire, and all their busy torment and their fire be quaint, or turned into another place. And if so be thou wilt do me no grace, or if my destiny be shapen so, that I shall needest have one of them too, so send me him that most desireth me, Behold, goddess of clean chastity, the bitter tears that on my cheeks fall. Since thou art maid and keeper of us all, my maidenhead thou keep and well conserve, and while I live, a maid I will thee serve. The fires burn upon the altar clear, while Emily was thus in her prayer. But suddenly she saw a sight quaint, For right anon one of the fires came, And quicked again, And after that anon that other fire was quaint, And all agone, And as it quaint, It made a whistling, As doth a brand wet in its burning, And at the brand's end out ran anon, As it were, bloody drops, many one, for which so sore aghast was Emily, that she was well nigh mad, and gan to cry, for she ne'er wist what it signified, but only for fear thus she cried, and wept that it was pity for to hear, and therewithal Diana can appear, with bow in hand, right as an hunteress, and said, Daughter, stint thine heaviness. Among the goddess high it is affirmed, and by eternal word writ and confirmed, thou shalt be wedded unto one of those, that have for thee so much a care and woe, but unto which of them I may not tell. Farewell, for here I may no longer dwell. The fires 
which that on mine altar burn, shall thee declare, ne'er that thou go hen, thine aventure of love, as in this case. And with that word the arrows in the case of the goddess did clatter fast and ring, and forth she went and made a vanishing. For which this Emily astonished was, and said, What amounteth this? Alas! I put me under thy protection, Diane, and in thy disposition. And home she went anon the next way. This is the effect. There is no more to say. The next hour of Mars following this, Our sight to the temple walk it is of fierce Mars, To do his sacrifice with all the rites of his pagan guise. With piteous heart and high devotion, Write thus to Mars, he said his orison, O stronger god that in the ring is old Of Thrace honoured art and lord ehold, and hast in every ring and every land of armis all the bridle in thine hand and them fortunest as thee list devise accept of me my piteous sacrifice if so be that my youth may deserve and that my might be worthy for to serve thy godhead that i may be one of thine then pray i thee to rue upon my pine for thilke pain and thilke hot fire, in which thou, Willem, burnest for desire, when that thou usedest the beauty of fair young Venus, fresh and free, and haddest her in armis at thy will, and though thee wonnest on a time misfill, when Vulcanus had caught thee in his lass, and found thee legging by his wife, alas, for thilke's sorrow that was in thine heart have ruth as well upon my pain as smart i am young and uncunning as thou knowest and as i trow with love offended most that e'er was any living creature for she that doth me all this woe endure ne recketh ne'er whether i sink or fleet and well I wot, ere she me mercy heat, I must with strength win her in the place. And well I wot, without help or grace of thee, Nay, may my strength not avail. Then help me, Lord, to-morrow in my battail, For thilke fire that will burned thee, As well as this fire that now burneth me and do that i to-morrow may have victory mine be the travail all thine be the glory thy sovereign temple will i most honour of any place and always most labour in thy pleasance and in thy craft is strong and in thy temple i will my banner hung and all the armours of my company and evermore until the day I die, eternal fire I will before thee find, and eke to this my vow I will me bind. My beard, my hair that hangeth long adown, that never yet hath felt offension of razor nor of shears, I will thee give, and be thy true servant while I live. Now, Lord, have ruth upon my sorrows sore, Give me the victory, I ask no more. 
the prayer stint of our sight of the strong, the ringus on the temple door that hung, and acre the doors clattered full fast, of which our Sita somewhat was aghast. The fires burned upon the altar bright, that it gan all the temple for to light. A sweet smell anon the ground up gaff, and our sight anon his hand up half, and more incense into the fire he cast, with other rites more, and at the last. The statue of Mars began his hauberk ring, and with that sound he heard a murmuring full, low, and dim, that said thus, Victory, for which he gave to Mars honor and glory, and thus with joy and hope well to fare, our sight anon unto his inn doth fare, as fain as foul is of the brightest sun, and right anon such strife there is begun, for thilk granting in the heaven above, betwixt Venus, the goddess of love, and Mars, the stern god omnipotent, that Jupiter was busy it to stint. Till that the pale Saturnus, the cold, that knew so many of adventures old, found in his old experience such an art, that he full soon hath pleased every part, and sooth is said, eld hath great advantage, in eld is both wisdom and usage. Men may the old outrun, but not outread. Saturn anon to stint the strife and dread, albeit that it is against his kind, of all this strife gan a remedy find. My dear daughter Venus, quoth Saturn, my course that hath so wide for to turn hath more power than what any man mine is the drowning in the sea so wan mine is the prison in the dark coat mine the strangling and hanging by the throat the murmur and the churlish rebelling the groining and the privy poisoning i do vengeance and plain correction i dwell in the sign of the lion mine is the ruin of the high halls the falling of the towers and the walls upon the miner or the carpenter i slew samson in shaking the pillar Mine also be the maladies cold, the dark treasons, and the castes old. My looking is the father of pestilence. Now weep no more. I shall do diligence that Palamon, that is thine owen knight, shall have his lady as thou hast him hight. Though Mars shall help his knight, yet nevertheless, Betwixt you there must sometime be peace. All be ye not of one complexion, That each day causeth such division. I am thine ale, ready at thy will. Weep now no more, I shall thy lust fulfill. Now will I stinten of the gods above, Of Mars and of Venus, goddess of love, and tell you as plainly as I can 
the great effect for which that I began. Great was the feast in Athens ilk day, and eke the lusty season of that May made every white to be in such pleasance that all that Monday jousten they and dance and spenden it in Venus high service. But by the cause that they should rise early a morrow for to see that fight, unto their rest went they that night. And on the morrow, when the day gan spring, of horse and harness, noise and clattering, there was in the hostelries all about, and to the palace rode there many a rout, of lordes upon steeds and palfreys. There may thou see devising of harness, so uncouth and so rich, and wrought so well, of goldsmithry, of broding and of steel. The shield is bright, the testers and trapeurs, the gold-hewn helmets, hauberks, coat armures, lords in paraments on their courses, knights of retinue and esquires, nailing the spears and helmets buckling, niding of shields with laners lacing, there as need is they were nothing idle the foamy steeds upon the golden bridle, gnawing, and fast the armourers also, with file and hammer picking to and fro. Yeomen on foot, and knaves a many one, with short staves thick as they may gone, pipes, trumpets, necares, and clarions, that in the battle blow bloody sounds, the palace full of people up and down, their three, their ten, holding their question, divining of these Theban knights too. Some said in thus, some said it shall he so, some held in with him with the black beard, some with the bald, some with the thick haired, some said he looked grim and would fight. He had a sparth of twenty pound of weight. Thus was the hall full of divining, long after that the sun gan up spring. The great Theseus, that of his sleep is waked with minstrelsy and noise that was maked, held yet the chamber of his palace rich, till that the Theban nightus both the lich, honoured were, and to the palace fate, Duke Theseus is at a window set, arrayed right as he were a god on a throne, the people presseth thitherward full soon, him for to see, and do him reverence, and eke to hearken his hest and his sentence. An herald on a scaffold made an O, till the noise of the people was ado, and when he saw the people of noise all still, thus showed he the duke's mighty will. The Lord hath of his high discretion considered that it were destruction to gentle blood to fighten in the guise of mortal battle now in this emprise. Wherefore to shape that they shall not die, he will his first purpose modify. No man, therefore, on pain of loss or life, no manner shot, nor pole-axe, nor short knife, into the lists shall send, or thither bring. 
nor short sword for to stick with point biting no man shall draw nor bear it by his side and no man shall unto his fellow ride but one course with a sharp egrounden spear foin if him list on foot himself to wear and he that is at mischief shall be take and not slain but be brought unto the stake that shall be ordained on either side thither he shall by force and there abide and if so fall the chieftain be take on either side or else slay his make no longer then the tourneying shall last god speed you go forth and lay on fast with longer sword and with mace fight your fill go now your way this is the lord's will the voice of the people touched the heaven so loud a cried they with merry staven god save such a lord that is so good he willeth no destruction of blood up go the trumpets and the melody and to the listus rode the company by ordinance throughout the city large hanged with cloth of gold and not with sarge full like a lord this noble duke gan ride and these two thebans upon either side and after rode the queen and emily and after them another company of one and other after their degree and thus they passed through that city and to the listus came they by time it was not of the day yet fully prime when set was theseus full rich and high hippolyta the queen and emily and other ladies in their degrees about unto the cetus presseth all the rout and westward through the gates under mart our sight and ache the hundred of his part with banner red is entered right anon and in the self a moment palamon is under venus eastward in the place with banner white and hardy cheer and face in all the world to seeken up and down so even without variation there were such companies never tway for there was none so wise that could say that any had of other advantage of worthiness nor of estate nor age so even were they chosen for to guess and in two ranges fair they them dress when that their names read were every one that in their number guile were there none then when the gates shut and cried was loud do now your devour young knights proud the heralds left their pricking up and down now ring the trumpet loud and clarion there is no more to say but east and west in go the spears sadly in the rest in go the sharper spurs into the side there see me who can joust and who can ride there shiver shafts upon shield is thick he feeleth through the heart a spoon the prick upspring the spears twenty foot on height out go the swords as the silver bright the helmets they to hewn and to shred out burst the blood with stern a stream as red with mighty maces to the bone they to breast 
he through the thickest of the throng and threst. There stumbles steed is strong, and down go all. He rolleth under foot, hath doth a ball. He foineth on his foe with a truncheon, and he him hurleth with his horse adown. He through the body hurt is, and sith take Maugre's head, and brought unto the stake. As forward was, right there he must abide. Another led is on that other side, and sometime doth them Theseus to rest, them to refresh, and drinken if them lest, full oft a day hath the Thebans too together met, and wrought each other woe. Unhorsed hath each other of them tway. There is no tiger in the vale of Galifay. When that her whelp is stole, when it is light, so cruel on the hunter as our sight, for jealous heart upon this palamon. Nor in Belmarie there is no fell lion that hunted is, or for his hunger would, or for his prey desireth so the blood as palamon to slay his foe our sight. The jealous strokes upon their helmets abite, out runneth blood on both their sides red. Sometime an end there is of every deed, for ere the sun unto the rest went, the strong king Emetrius gan hint this Palamon as he fought with our sight, and made his sword deep in his flesh to bite, and by the force of twenty is he take, unyielding, and is drawn unto the stake. And in the rescue of this Palamon the strong king Lycurgus is borne down, and King Emetrius, for all his strength, is borne out of his saddle a sword's length. So hit him Palamon, ere he were take. But all for naught, he was brought to the stake. His hardy heart might him help not. He must abide when that he was caught, By force, and eke by composition. Who sorroweth now but woeful Palamon, That must no more go again to fight? And when that Theseus had seen that sight, Unto the folk that fought thus each one he cried, Ho, no more, for it is done. I will be true judge and not party. Our sight of Thebes shall have Emily, That by his fortune hath her fairly won. Anon there is a noise of people gone for joy of this, So loud and high withal, it seemed that the listes should fall. What can now fair Venus do above? What saith she now? What doth this queen of love but weepeth so, For wanting of her will, Till that her tears in the listes fill? She said, I am ashamed, doubtless. Saturnus said, Daughter, hold thy peace. Mars hath his will, His knight hath all his boon, But by mine head thou shalt be eased soon. And the trumpeters with the loud minstrelsy, The heralds that full loud a yell and cry, Be in their joy for wail of Dan our sight. But hearken me, and stent noise alight, For what a miracle there befell anon, 
this fierce arcite hath off his helm adone and on a courser for to show his face he pricketh end along the larger place looking upward upon this emily and she again him cast a friendly eye for women as to speaken in commune they follow all the favour of fortune and was all his in cheer as his in heart out of the ground a fire infernal start from pluto sent at request of saturn for which his horse for fear began to turn and leap aside and founder as he leap and ere that our sight may take any keep he pight him on the pummel of his head that in the place he lay as he were dead his breast to bursten with his saddle-bow as black he lay as any coal or crow so was the blood run into his face anon he was iborne out of the place with heart sore to theseus palace then was he carven out of his harness and in a bed brought full fair and blithe for he was yet in memory and alive and always crying after emily duke theseus with all his company is come home to athens his city with all a bliss and a great solemnity albeit that this aventure was fall he would not discomfort them all then said eke that our sight should not die he should be healed of his malady and of another thing they were as fain that of them all was there no one slain all were they sorely hurt and namely one that with a spear was thurled his breastbone to other wounds and to broken arms some hadn salves some hadn charms and pharmacies of herbs and salve. they dranken for they would their lives have for which this noble duke as well he can comforteth and honoureth every man and made revel all the long night unto the strange lords as was right nor there was holden no discomforting but as at jousts or at attorneying forsoothly there was no discomfiture for falling is not but an adventure nor to be led by force unto a stake unyielding and with twenty knights it take one person all alone without mo and harried forth by arms foot and toe and eke his steed driven forth with staves with footmen both yeomen and eke knaves it was arretted him no villainy there may no man glepen it cowardy for which anon duke theseus let cry to stenton all a rancor and envy the gree as well on one side as the other and either side alike as other's brother and gave them gifts after their degree and held a feast fully days three and conveyed the king is worthily out of his town a journey largely and home went every man the right away there was no more but farewell have good day of this battle i will no more indict but speak of palamon and of our sight 
swelleth the breast of our sight, and the sore increaseth at his heart more and more. The clotted blood for any leechcraft corrupteth, and is in his book elaft, that neither vein of blood nor ventus sing, nor drink of herbis may be his helping. The virtue expulsive or animal, from thilke virtue called natural, nor may the venom void nor expel, the pipes of his lungs began to swell, and every lacert in his breast adown is shent with venom and corruption. Him gaineth neither for to get his life, vomit upward nor downward laxative, all is to burst in thilke region. Nature hath now no domination, and certainly where nature will not work, farewell, physic, go bear the man to church. This all and some is, our sight must die, for which he sendeth after Emily, and Palamon, that was his cousin dear, then said he thus, as ye shall after hear, not may the woeful spirit in mine heart declare one point of all my sorrows smart to you my lady that i love the most but i bequeath the service of my ghost to you above in every creature since that my life nay may no longer dure alas the woe alas the pain is strong that I for you have suffered, and so long. Alas, the death, alas, mine Emily, alas, departing of our company. Alas, mine heart is queen, alas, my wife, mine heart is lady, ender of my life. What is this world? what ask men to have now with his love now in his colder grave i'll one without any company farewell my sweet farewell mine emily and softly take me in your arms tway for love of god and hearken what i say i have here with my cousin palamon had strife and rancor many a day agone for love of you and for my jealousy and jupiter so is my soul agee to speaken of a servant properly with all the circumstances truly that is to say truth honour and knighthead wisdom humblest estate and high kindred freedom and all that longeth to that art so jupiter have of my soul a part as in this world right now i know not one so worthy to be loved as palamon that serveth you and will do all his life and if th that you shall ever be a wife Forget not Palamon, the gentleman. And with that word 
his speech to fail began for from his feet up to his breast was come the cold of death that had him over numb and yet moreover in his arms too the vital strength is lost and all ago only the intellect without more that dwelled in his heart sick and sore gan fail when the heart felt death dusked his iron too and failed his breath but on his lady yet he cast his eye his last word was mercy emily his spirit changed in house and went to there as i came never i cannot tell where therefore i stint i am no diviniste of souls find i not in this register name me list not the opinions to tell of them though that they written where they dwell our sight is cold there mars his soul agay now will i speak forth of emily shrieked emily and howled palamon and theseus his sister took anon swooning and bare her from the corpse away what helpeth it to tarry forth the day to tell her how she wept both eve and morrow for in such cases women have such sorrow when that their husbands be from them ego that for the more part they sorrow so or else fall into such malady that at the last certainly they die infinite be the sorrows and the tears of older folk and folk of tender years in all the town for death of this theban for him there weepeth both child and man so great a weeping was there none certain when hector was ybrought all fresh is slain to troy alas the pity that was there scratching of cheeks and rending ache of hair and haddest gold enough and emily no manner man might gladden theseus saving his old father aegeus that knew this world's transmutation as he had seen it changing up and down joy after woe and woe after gladness and shewed him example and likeness right as there died never man quoth he that he ne lived in earth in some degree right so there lived never man he said in all this world that sometime be not died this world is but a thoroughfare full of woe and we be pilgrims passing to and fro death is an end of every worldly sore and over all this said he yet much more to this effect full wisely to exhort the people that they should them recomfort duke theseus with all his busy cure casteth about where that the sepulture of good our sight may best emaked be and eke the most honourable in his degree 
and at the last he took conclusion that there as first Arcite and Palamon had for love the battle them between, that in that selva grove sweet and green, there as he had his amorous desires, his complaint, and for love his heart afires, he would make a fire in which the office of funeral he might all accomplish and let anon command to hack and hew the oaks old and lay them on a rue in culpons well arrayed for to burn his officers with swift feet they run and ride anon at his commandment and after this duke theseus hath sent after a beer and it all over spread with cloth of gold the richest that he had and of the same suit he clad our sight upon his handes was a glove as white eke on his head a crown of laurel green and in his hand a sword full bright and keen he laid him bare the visage on the bier therewith he wept that pity was to hear and for the people should see him all when it was day he brought them to the hall that roareth of the crying and the sound then came this woeful theban palamon with slottery beard and ruggy ashy hairs in clothes black they drop it all with tears and passing over weeping emily the ruefulest of all the company and inasmuch the service should be the more noble and rich in its degree duke theseus set forth three steeds abring that trapped were in steel all glittering and covered with the arms of dan arcite upon these steeds that were great and white there sat a folk of whom one bare his shield another his spear in his hand as held the third bare with him his bow turkish of brent gold was the case and harness and ride forth apace with sorrowful cheer toward the grove as ye shall after hear the noblest of the greekest that were there upon their shoulders carried the bier with slack apace and iron red and wet throughout the city by the master street that spread was all with black and wondrous high right of the same is all the street awry upon the right hand went old aegeus and on the other side duke theseus with vessels in their hand of gold full fine all full of honey milk and blood and wine acapalamon with a great company and after that came woeful emily with fire in hand as was that time the guise to do the office of funeral service high labor and full great apparelling was at the service and the pyre-making that with its green top the heaven wrought and twenty fathom broad its arms strought 
This is to say, the boughs were so broad of straw, first there was laid many a load. But how the pyre was maked up on height, and eke the names how the trees height, as oak, fir, birch, asp, alder, home, poplar, willow, elm, plain, ash, box, chestnut, lind, laurel, maple, thorn, beech, hazel, yew, whipple-tree, how they were felled shall not be told for me, nor how the goddess ran in up and down, disinherited of their habitation, in which they wanted had rest and peace, nymphous fawns and hamadryads, nor how the beasts and the birdies all fledden for fear when the wood gan fall, nor how the ground aghast was of the light, that was not wont to see the sun bright, nor how the fire was couched first with straw, and then with dry stickers cloven in three, and then with green wood and spicery, and then with cloth of gold, and with perrier, and garlands hanging with full many a flower, the myrrh, the incense, with so sweet odour, nor how our sight lay among all this, nor what riches about his body is, nor how that Emily, as was the guise, put in the fire of funeral service, nor how she swooned when she made the fire, nor what she spake, nor what was her desire, nor what jewels men in the fire then cast, when that the fire was great and burned fast, nor how some cast their shield and some their spear, and of their vestments which that they wear, and cuppes full of wine and milk and blood into the fire that burnt as it were wood, nor how the Greeks, with a huge rout, three times ridden all the fire about, upon the left hand with a loud shouting, and thrice with their spears clattering, and thrice how the ladies gan to cry, nor how that lead was homeward, Emily, nor how our sight is burnt to ashes cold, nor how the like wake was old. All this night, nor how the Greekes play, the wake plays ne keep I not to say, who wrestled best naked with oil anoint, nor who that bare him best in no disjoint, I will not tell eke how they all are gone home to Athenis when the play is done, but shortly to the point now will I wend, and maken of my long tale an end. By process and by length of certain years, all stinted is the mourning and the tears of Greeks by one general assent. Then seemed me there was a parliament at Athens upon certain points and case, among the which pointus is spoken was to have with certain countries alliance and have of Thebans full obeisance for which this noble Theseus anon let send after the gentle Palamon 
on wist of him that was the cause and why but in his black clothes sorrowfully he came at his commandment on high then sent theseus for emily when they were set and hushed was all the place and theseus abided had a space ere any word came from his wise breast his eyen set he there as was his lest and with a sad visage he sighed still and after that right thus he said his will the first mover of the cause above when he first made the fair chain of love great was the effect and high was his intent well wist he why and what thereof he meant for with that fair chain of love he bond the fire the air the water and the land in certain bondes that they may not flee that same prince and mover eke quoth he hath stablished in this wretched world adown certain of days and duration to all that are engendered in this place over the which day they may not pace all may they yet their days well abridge there needeth no authority to allege for it is proved by experience that, but that me list declare my sentence that may men by this order well discern that the mover stable is and etern well may men know but that it be a fool that every part deriveth from its whole for nature hath not ta'en its beginning of no party nor cantle of a thing but of a thing that perfect is and stable descending so till it be corruptible and therefore of his wise purveyance he hath so well beset his ordinance that species of things and progressions shall endure by successions and not etern withouten any lie this mayest thou understand and see at eye lo the oak that hath so long a nourishing from the time that it geneth first to spring and hath so long a life as ye may see yet at the last he wasted is the tree consider eke how that the hardest stone under our feet on which we tread and gone yet wasteth as it lieth by the way the broader river sometime waxes stray the great town is see we wane and wind then may ye see that all things have an end of man and woman see we well also that needeth in one of the termes two that is to say in youth or else in age he must be dead the king as shall a page some in his bed some in the deep sea some in the large field as ye may see there helpeth not all go that ilk away then may i say that all a thing must die what maketh this but jupiter the king the which is prince and cause of all a thing converting all unto his proper will from which it is derived sooth to tell 
and here against no creature alive of no degree availeth for to strive then is it wisdom as it thinketh me to make a virtue of necessity and take it well that we may not eschew and namely what to us all is due and whoso grudgeth aught he doth folly and rebel is to him that all may gee and certainly a man hath most honour to dien in his excellence and flower when he is sicker of his good name then hath he done his friend nor him no shame and gladder ought his friend be of his death when with honour is yielded up his breath than when his name appalled is for age for all forgotten is his vassalage then is it best as for a worthy fame to dien when a man is best of name the contrary of all this is wilfulness why grudge we why have we heaviness that good our sight of chivalry the flower departed is with duty and honour out of this foul prison of this life why grudge here his cousin and his wife of his welfare that loved him so well can he them thank nay god wot never deal that both his soul and eke themselves offend and yet they may their lustes not amend what may i conclude of this long assyri but after sorrow i read us to be merry and thank jupiter for all his grace and ere that we depart from this place i read that we make of sorrows too one perfect joy lasting evermore and look now where most sorrow is herein there will i first amenden and begin sister quoth he this is my full assent with all the vice here of my parliament that gentle palamon your own knight that serveth you with will and heart and might and ever hath since first time ye him knew that ye shall of your grace upon him rue and take him for your husband and your lord lend me your hand for this is our accord let's see now of your womanly pity he is a king's brother's son pardie and though he were a poor bachelor since he hath served you so many a year and had for you so great adversity it must be considered leaveth me for gentle mercy oweth to passen right then said he thus to palamon the knight i trow there needeth little sermoning to make you assent to this thing come near and take your lady by the hand betwixt them was made anon the band that hight matrimony or marriage by all the counsel of the baronage and thus with all a bliss and melody hath palamon wedded emily and god that all this wide world hath wrought send him his love that hath it dearly bought 
for now is Palamon in all his will, living in bliss, in riches, and in hell. And Emily him loves so tenderly, and he her serveth all so gently, that never there was word them between of jealousy, nor of none other teen. Thus endeth Palamon and Emily, and God save all this fair company. End of the Knight's Tale